we're going now. Yeah, Ken Kabatov. How are you? Wait, no, wait. Let me remember. Ken is Ken Kavadoff, right? Well, actually, both work. If I go back home to the Kootenays, it's Kabatov. If, if I introduce you myself to you, it'll be Kabatov. It's just the way it's written. I hate correcting people. It's just it's easier. <laughs> you this Canadian way. pushover. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's just I don't want to be rude. <laughs> Little paperwork before we get started. WordTetris.com or patreon.com slash word tetris. You're gonna get the first if you're listening for free, you're gonna get the first 20 minutes of this episode. But go to Patreon, give a dollar an episode, you'll get the full episode, full Ken Ken Kabatoff. Screw it, I'm not even gonna try. Three dollars, you get the full episode plus a bonus episode that will be coming out tomorrow. So trust me, you want to get on that. You are writing on travelers. I'm writing on travelers. So before yep. so quickly, before we get into everything, it's currently airing right now in Canada. Yeah, well, actually, the time that we're recording this, it premieres tonight, October 16th. Right. But, uh, this is going up on the, the end of the month. Well, so there'll be a few episodes in. So it's airing right now. Right. So it's airing on what's on? Uh, uh, Mondays at 9 p.m. On, on Showcase. On Showcase. Canada. And Rest of the World, some point this year on Netflix. Do we have a date yet? I heard a rumor December 26th. Okay. So perfect for uh, the holiday binging. And uh, telling you, season one, get on that shit. This is the great show. We're going to get into it. Um, me, Twitter.com slash Merrill Bar, M-E-R-R-I-L-L-B-A-R-R. You can find the show at uh, Twitter.com slash Word Tetris Pod on Twitter. So, Ken. Yes. Travels was your, season one was your first staff writer. Gig. Yeah, I was, made a, I was made a story editor in season one. I didn't actually write any, any full scripts. I wrote scenes and, and did revisions on, on certain things, but... Um, uh, season two is, is the first time that I was given or assigned uh, multiple scripts mm-hmm. uh, for the show. So how did going from I'm just a baby independent, you know, independent, but I'm a baby writer, you know, I haven't worked in a room yet. You were, you yeah. were familiar with uh, how shit worked because you had done so many years of working crew. Yeah, my, um, my background's in production. Yeah. Right. So how did your process change when you ended up in a room and you had to work with all these people to basically after so but the process after it's like you would go in you would do the pitch you get your assignment here's your here's your script here's your outline go write the script you come back yeah how is that process of process of rewriting different than it was when you were doing everything for yourself well uh it you know just the the, the power of numbers um there's there's Counting the showrunner, there's five writers involved mm-hmm. with the show. So, um, you know, I, I co-wrote two two scripts uh, in season two, and then I solo wrote the finale. And each script had its own process in a way, because also we were so ahead of the game in terms of uh, our script schedule that it allowed us more time to go back and, and do more notes and do revisions. So, but as far as like, as an independent writer before the show... Um, it was just great to have four really smart people that knew the story uh, to give you feedback. And, and to also, if you, if you ran into a problem with a revision or with a note, you just go up to the showrunner and, and talk things out and, and pitch a new idea. Um, so that was... Did you amazing. find doing going through the process of the network notes and the uh, studio notes, although your network and studio are basically the same, right? Uh, well, no. I mean, we have Showcase in Canada and right. Netflix worldwide, but... Uh, this is the process, and it's 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 very different to what uh, other other shows go through. But basically, we'll break a story um, as a room in typically two or three days, and at that point, we'll reboard, really just ironing things out. And then Brad Wright, who created the show and is our showrunner, he'll look at the board and say, "Great, write it, awesome," <laughs> and, and that's that. Write it, you monkeys! And and that, that's that. Like, there's no, we don't have to write up a one page 
document for, for the network. We don't have to pitch the network on the story or anything. We go and write the script at that point. And there's usually a very loose outline that we're writing as we're, as we're reboarding um, uh, concurrently. And then, yeah, I'll take that document. I'll write the script. Uh, the first time that the network actually sees the script in our case is after Brad has even done his pass. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, quite an amazing and independent process as far as television making goes. Okay. Yeah. So then was it intimidating that process for you the first time you went through it? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, run me through that. Run me sure. through the feeling of just that first time where it's like people are paying real money to like have me yeah. do this. Like and this is now your job. Yeah. This is your job. No. Okay. Actually, before we do that, yeah. before we do that, actually, I'm curious because it is your job now. Yeah. So... Obviously, it was your dream. It's my. It's a lot of people listening to this. It's their dream too. Yeah. Um. When it became your job, how did you like? I, I imagine that the first draft was all just willpower, and this is awesome, and holy shit, this is happening. I imagine it was all that. When you went, when you got past the first draft on the first one you did, um, which would have been what? Which would have been like what the f, uh, what episode for season uh, two? Well, the first the first one was uh, I co-wrote episode two. Okay. So you're covering episode two. So after the first draft, and you're now going back into the rewrite phase, how did you keep from losing? Did you end up losing that sort of wide-eyed doughiness of, oh, my God, it's happening? Or did that keep throughout the process? Uh, definitely for the first script. Actually, you know what? Right through the season, it, it's just there's that, that little ball of, of nervousness. Because ultimately, you know, you want to impress your boss. Mm -hmm. You want them to, to – I know I've succeeded when my boss doesn't rewrite me. Right, and that's what your goal is to to have the actors read the script that is actually yours. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I was very nervous for for the first episode that I wrote. Um, so uh, I co-wrote it with Jay Whiting. We split it up, uh, odds and evens. So I took um, act, I took the teaser, act two, and act four. He did one, three, five, and um, I wrote that. We would come, we would compile the script, give each other notes. And then we, we gave it to the other two writers to give notes on, mm -hmm. had a two-hour note session, say, did another pass, and then gave it to Brad. So uh, we were giving him the best version of that script uh, for the first time. Right. Well, then, and so... So did you, after you handed it off, did you have to go, did you go back into it ever? Or, uh, or actually, did Brad just take it from there? In, in that case, Brad really liked where it was sitting. He, mm -hmm. he loved what we did and uh, complimented us and it was, it was awesome. And then just basically said, you know, we're starting prep right now, so he'll take over the next pass. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was, uh, I think a week later, Eric McCormick, the lead actor of, the, of our show, uh, gave Brad some notes on the script and Brad just asked us to do them. Okay. And which we did. So then did you have, did you go through a process this season where you went through a more rigorous rewriting, rewriting process? Oh yeah. Which okay. one? Episode five. Okay. Episode. Tell two. me about episode five. So episode five, we look, I was, I was like riding high mm -hmm. off of episode two. I'm like, that was the best. Uh, oh my God, I did it. I got the, I got the attaboy. I'm so, I'm awesome. It reminds, it, so exactly. it sounds like where you're about to go is the story a lot of standups tell. Right. Where a lot of standups will tell the story of their first set is awesome. And they fucking like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the best. Like I've got, there's a guy named Travis Clark who has told this story of he's, he had never done standup. First time he does it, there's this show at in Los Angeles called Uncabaret. Right. Um, it's a very alternative room. And he went up and was told, do five minutes. And then he saw the light go on. 
And then he got off stage and he was like, that was great. And woman runs the show goes, that was 20 minutes. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God, I'm the best at this. Right. And then he did his second set like a week later. And then God stage was like, oh my God, I'm the worst at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly what happened where, you know, 202 was great. Brad really liked the script. Uh, the cast liked it. And uh, and then we were assigned episode 205. And, and Jay and I co-wrote that one as well. So we had a process already down. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. Um and it was it was going really well, and then br- we sent it to Brad, and Brad came in. I'll never forget this. He came in and he's like, "Look, um, this is good. It's good, but uh, you're which is a setup for this is really bad. Yeah, like, it, it, like this, is, this is good. It's well written. What's there is well written, uh, but you're short, and uh, we should just talk about this. And so oh, we, that, go, we go. Oh no, <laughs> how and, nervous are you going into that? Meeting oh, of- nervous as hell, <laughs> nervous because I I hate failing. I mean I know in we general people hate failing, but like I take it really hard. Mm-hmm. So gonna have to get past that. Welcome the word Tetris. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> Accept failure because it happens every time. It's it's daily, <laughs> right? And and so we sit down in Brad's office, and uh, he. He didn't like tear it apart. To me, he tore it apart. Jay has a completely different uh, version of this story. But I walked out of that meeting going like, holy shit. But ultimately what it came down to was, this is a great script, but it feels like the Reader's Digest version of what we wanted to do. Go go into more detail. And and like, and like that that was also, also a, very, a great learning experience about just the writing process of like, really do your research. The more research you can do, the more story you're going to come up with. And what ended up happening was we the next draft that we came, that we handed in, ninety five percent of that script is what we handed in. Now you skipped because yeah. you said that, and then you said when we handed in, yeah, I want to hear about all the in between. Sure. So I we walk out of that meeting. I'm white as a ghost. Like I'm thinking I'm going to get fired. This is absolutely awful. This is the worst day of my like of my career. How could this be happening? Jay looks at me. He's like, that went pretty well, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, no. This is how experienced is Jay. Uh, he's he was around in he, season he, one. He was around in season one. Yeah. So he's, he's been, been through writing, the shit, right. you know, from plays to so he's been, for a while. he's been through the, he's been through the shit. So. Yeah, but Jay's also uh, much older than I am, and and I think he's just has a certain maturity when it comes to no, the notes process like mm-hmm. this. Um, but anyway, so it actually got to the point where I was afraid to write for like three days. Oh I yeah. I sat at the computer and I I was second guessing every line that I wrote, every sentence that I wrote, just going like, is this good? I don't know if this is good anymore or, yeah. or, or what? And it really actually, it was, it was no, like, that, that, oh my God, can, can we get into this? Can we spend some time on this? Yeah. Cause fuck, I know what you're talking about. That feeling of, oh my God, maybe I don't know how to write <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because I got that on my most recent sample that I did solo. Yeah. And I got that feeling when I was, when on the co-writer thing I did, cause the co-writer thing ended up being a thing where we broke it and and then I, then the the other guy uh, had to go away. He had to deal with some stuff. Right. So I was like, well, I don't want to. I won't. I want to keep the ball moving. So I wrote the first drafts without him, using based off the outline we had made. And he read it first after he gained past the wonderment of me writing of thirty pages in five days. He then kind of tore it apart, and it came back, and I was just like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know. Thanks. Thanks, man. I'm. I'll, I'll go work on that. You, like you, you know, what I mean, so it's just small. that timidness. Just yeah. like because you do, because also I feel like as writers, it's hard to know when and when not to stand up for yourself. It's hard to like know. It's like, is this a time I'm supposed to stand up for myself and push back, or is this a time I should just 
you know yeah. take it like it's hard to, i feel like it's it's it you, there's no lesson on okay guys this is a time where you need to stand your ground and this yeah. is a time where you shouldn't if it's a major overhaul to the story i think it's okay to to really push back but as far as a note session goes mm-hmm. i i kind of feel like it's you're just you're you're just you have to take it all in and often i'll just say like that's okay cool i know i think i know where you're coming from let me mm-hmm. think about it let me find a way to make that work all right what was the rewrite process like with jay right oh okay so this is crazy and and it might sound complicated i'll try to describe it as best as possible but jay introduced me to this method of co-writing uh which now that we've done it i, I think it's the way to go but anyway what it is is basically so you split it up um odds and evens as far as the acts go so so you don't so what the safety net of that is that if one person really screws up act one at least act two might salvage the story Mm -hmm. and then act and then you're only correcting acts one and three as opposed to rewriting half of the script Mm -hmm. um so that's what we did first of all and then when we compiled the script and we would be you know way over 58 60 something pages um you also have to conjoint, join the two pieces together. Yeah, yeah. We stitch them together. We read through the whole thing. We find all of the all of the holes. First of all, like doubling up of lines, or or like, oh, I didn't know you were gonna deal with that story beat here exactly. Let's figure out. We'll we'll sort of, you know, we'll we'll clean it up. And then at that point, we dive into the editing process, which is this is the thing that totally threw me off. Jay gets assigned a color, and I get assigned a color. Mm-hmm. So. I, in this case, Jay's green, I'm blue. Jay will do a pass of the script where all of his revisions are going to be in green. If he doesn't like a line or he doesn't like even just a descriptive sentence, he'll he'll put a strike through the, the whole sentence and it'll be grayed out. He'll rewrite it in green. He'll add notes boxes. He'll rewrite lines and whatever all in this color. And then he sends it to me. I do a pass on his pass and we just keep sort of sending it back and forth this way and that way we know who wrote what if it's green or blue notes and we just sort of whittle this thing down into the script that we want it to be um until until we settle in on it and now what was the process like of would there have to be justification for those yeah yeah yeah. sometimes he'll he'll cut one of my lines and i'll argue no i want that line or vice versa i'll i'll cut this or this sentence but it, it came down to like... Is it a lot of cutting or is it re- a lot of rewriting? Cutting or, or rewriting to be more economical. Just okay. making the, the read better, you know, uh, totally. Again, we're dealing with, with production drafts. So de- when you're writing for a production draft, you want to make it as clear as possible to the crew of what your intention is, what you're actually, you know, as opposed to the, the pilot script that you're trying to sell because to show that you're creative. Writer. Did you listen to the Sean episode? Because I got into this with Sean Ryan. Where no, I, the, I meant to. But okay, so the this concept of writing to be read versus writing to be shot. Sure. Let's go back to let's go back sure. to episode two for a second. What was that like for you? Was did you get that note of like writing the coming out production? I imagine you had a bit of an advantage on this, whereas what you knew a script had to look like for the production, whereas a lot of writers probably don't have that sense coming out of production on season one for sure uh, as far as production on other shows goes there's you know I've, I've worked on multiple series and half the time I, this actually hung us up on falling skies a lot where you know something would be written in the script and then in it would be in the concept meeting or even as late as the production meeting where the showrunner or writer of that episode would be like oh no no I didn't actually I didn't mean that literally 
And it's like, yeah, but we just spent twenty thousand dollars <laughs> on makeup effects to, I, to try to figure God, out. that reminds me of a of a of a oh my god, that reminds me of a moment I had on my spec where so this got completely rewritten, right? Yeah. But there was a moment you actually read it, so I just don't want to say what it is, but sure. you know what I'm talking about. So um our main character basically has magical powers and she blasts a hole through the chest of uh, someone. Yeah. This person is someone she's very close to. And uh, she, in the script, it's written as she she doesn't see the whole. She just sees all the good times she had with this person. Right. And then was this my note? I it was it was either your like note or it was it. my my co writer's note on that other script. Okay. One of you two said this. It sounds familiar. Where it yeah. was like, Meryl, um, let me tell you something. You're going to have about three different meetings of someone asking you, does she actually not see the hole? This was my note. <laughs> I totally... No, and it, it came down to that Falling Skies example of like, let's just make this clear. And I know, you you know, I appreciate what you're doing. You can get Jesus. writerly, but then... Yeah, yeah. But then it's a line, right? Because it's like, you have to write... A script's meant to be shot. That's ultimately the goal. A script's supposed to be shot. Yeah. But we're not writing things right now in that language on the, in the side that gets people hired, right? Yeah. If I if I handed you a script that was meant to be shot, I wouldn't get a job. Because exactly. because no one wants to read that because it's a slog. No, right? it's, it's like reading a blueprint for a high-rise building. Right. And unless you un, you can actually read between the lines on what the blueprint what each yeah. little thing is. And also, by the way, if you're writing something to be shot and you don't know how to write something to be shot, you're fucked. Yeah. Because now you're just throwing random ass language in there. You might be giving stage direction, which is not what we mean when we say you're writing it to but be you're shot. You're also adding page count, and and that's also important because we need to we need to gauge in the production world. We need to gauge how long the episode's going to, going to be. So you know our our target page count for travelers is 54 pages, based on the way that our dialogue is usually structured and the way the actors deliver it. 54 pages will land us at at 44 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes, and then we'll whittle it down from there. Mm -hmm. But I, I wrote a pilot uh, last year, and I was just coming off of Travelers, and, and I was the script coordinator and the, the showrunner's assistant. I was doing both jobs. You mean coming off Falling Skies? No, well, no, no. On season one of Travelers. Oh, okay. I was the script coordinator, and so I was just used to the way that Brad wrote scripts because oftentimes, if we were in the, if we were already prepping an episode, Brad would just have me rewrite like a scene based on the director's notes. He's like, mm -hmm. just sit with Andy and and figure this out and then I'll give it to Brad for approval but it was very much like just as far as the layout goes I know people can't see it but you know like just capital letter the character dash dash and explain exactly what's going on you know so that the prop master knows okay we're going to need this set of guns that's sort of that's the idea mm -hmm. um, but then I was coming off of Traveler season one and I wrote a pilot and some of the feedback that I got early on was like let's just get more like color and creative like fluffy language in this and i'm like oh my god of course because this is a pilot i'm trying to sell right not something that i'm currently shooting right. and so i went back and i added probably in the end like two pages to it of just description to just really sell the world right it's a big fantasy series you want to know what's going on and what things look like right you know so right when you're in that battle with jay yeah where you're going through the rewriting process and you're everyone's got everyone's at, you're having the arguments back and forth of, I want to cut this, I want to rewrite this. What ultimately becomes the decider in the argument? Because everyone says, best idea wins. That's a very broad term I call bullshit on. We need right. a better term. Right.
To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash wordtetris.